Okay, so you've finished your class, the weights are stacked, you've rolled up the mats, shut off the lights, and rehydrated. Now join me as we explore our passion, our career, on Group Fitness Talk Radio. Hi, and welcome to Group Fitness Talk Radio. I'm Amy McGowan, your host. You can reach me at amyjo at groupfitnessradio.com. It's a very snowy day here in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and I'm sitting at my favorite coffee shop with Chris Freitag. Chris has been in my radar for a long, long time. She's been 20 years teaching group fitness. She's a personal trainer. I see her all about town. Um, We have some daughters in common. They run in the same circles, in and out of the same circles. Chris is a Prevention Magazine columnist, um, she does Motivation Mondays here on my local TV station, CARE 11. She's up early every morning during the week. I don't know how she does it, you guys. Um, and she is on the board of directors for ACE, American Council of Exercise, and writes for Certified News. And that's when she really endeared herself to me. I think, Chris, it was about four years ago. It was a while ago, yeah. Yeah. And you had injured your hamstring. (laughs) Yes, you remember that article. (laughs) Because I had injured mine at the same time. And you had written about it. Can you tell me what motivated you to write about it for Certified News? Well, I think sometimes, you know, as a group fitness instructor, we don't want to admit that we're injured. Mm -hmm. You know, because we think we're supposed to prevent the injuries. How did we get hurt? But the bottom line is, I think almost every group fitness instructor I know has some sort of little sidebar injury they're taking care of because we work so hard. So you hurt your hamstring. How did you do it? Well, I was actually teaching a continuing education workshop, and we had worked out. We worked out hard. It was kickboxing, and, um, you know, we sat down, and the air conditioning came on in the room, and we spent the next 45 minutes going through, you know, different techniques and learning um, strategies. And at the end of the workshop, someone said to me, oh, you know, let me ask you about this kick. And very stupidly, I threw a kick, with my muscles that had been cooled down and probably too cooled down, I was a little stiff and I just heard that noise when you go, oh no. Something really bad just happened. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Mm -hmm. And so you kind of knew immediately. I knew immediately that something was bad. I could still walk, but very painfully. Mm -hmm. Went and got ice um, and knew that something was wrong. Hamstring attachment to the glute, you know, that whole area. So I called my brother. He's an orthopedic surgeon. And um, I love, you know, it's always humorous for me to call my brother about anything. Um, Stepping back a little into the step world when we all stepped so much. I Mm -hmm. used to say to him, hey, you know, the inside of my knee hurts a little bit. every time." And he goes, well, when does it hurt? And I'd say, well, every time I angle my foot just this way on the step, and he'd go, well, then don't do that. <laughs> Just don't angle it that way. <laughs> exactly. And it might go away. The whole point behind that was like, it's like a scab. And if you keep picking at it, it will never heal. Stop turning your foot that way. Let it heal. And then you'll go back to like I am now, normal. So once I had this injury, I called him and told him about it. And he said, it sounds like you have a little bit of a tear. Um, there was a little bit of a visible bruise. Um, he said, you know, you want to first ibuprofen and ice. We all know, right? Rice. Rest, ice, compression, elevation for a short period of time. Then movement, lots of movement, ibuprofen. I did massage, nursed it back. But when I said to him, how long do you think it'll be till I'm, you know, really back to normal? And he says, about a year. And I looked at him, I go, no, I don't have a year. I don't he have said, a year. Well, you're going to have to give yourself that time. Well, I would say it was a good month before I was really feeling confident that I could teach and move my leg around. But before I could 
fire that muscle, and I mean fire like a kickboxing kick or a you know jump from a down dog um, with your feet forward or back to a plank, jump, not just walk. It was a year. It was a year. Yeah. So he knew what he was talking he about. Knew, oh, darn it. I hate that when they're right. <laughs> okay, so so number one prevention tip to any kind of injury in our muscle is never, never get up from a cool down and fire it up. A totally cold state and do a high high fire move with a you know intense muscle fiber fire like a kick or a plyometric or never you know start just come out of the gates without warming your body up. Okay. When you're aging, okay. I think we're all having a birthday. Are we having a birthday? I'm having my 29th. Year. Are you? Yeah, for the Again. 18th time. <laughs> yeah? Okay. So um, other prevention, injury prevention tips you can think of. Well, one of the most important things I've learned over the years is when you feel like something is a little bit injured, let it heal. Now, as a group fitness instructor, that doesn't mean, okay, now I can't teach. But, be, you know, we all know how to fake it a little bit, right? So you have to give that, just like my knee, when my brother said, stop turning your leg that way. Mm-hmm. Literally, I stopped angling my foot that way, and it went away. And once it went away, the little injury, the ligament or the tendon or the connective tissue, whatever was bothering me, healed, and I was fine. Okay. Or maybe it was a muscle. So you really have to just, you know, listen to your body and give it that time to heal. So give it a chance. Absolutely. To get uninflamed, to heal. Well, and also, as you know, a group fitness instructor, we know it's our job to warm up our, our members, our participants, and same goes for us. Um, I always have a little standing joke for my group fitness class. I say, how do you tell a group fitness instructor who's over 40? How? They start by warming up their back. Okay. <laughs> they don't start with jumping jacks out of the gate. Okay. You know, when you're 25, you might start with jumping jacks sure. out of the Let's gate. Sure, let's go. <laughs> when you're starting with, you know, when you've got a class full of middle-aged people, you okay. yourself are middle-aged, give yourself the time to warm up. All right. So, prevention tip number one, never, ever do anything cold. Number two, always warm up. Always warm up. And number three, if I can add. Yeah. Good form. Um, I think for all of us group fitness instructors, first of all, for ourselves. Yes. We, your adrenaline is always going. I always tell my class, my heart rate is always higher when I teach than when I take. Mm-hmm. Because you're giving so much of yourself. Mm-hmm. But then you might overdo it. you you got to keep good form and be mindful of it, as well as for your participants. And I think a little um, clue maybe for new instructors that I've learned over the years is it is okay to take the time to talk about good form. I think sometimes we get so caught up when we're new at teaching in making sure we deliver this entertaining, fun choreography and that we're cueing right on the beat and everything's great. And we don't, you know, we're afraid to kind of stop our 32 count and say, okay, everybody, let's practice a lunge or let's practice a squat, make sure our knee is right over the top of our foot and, and, you know, you're on your back toe and blah, blah, blah. I think those are, you know, once you feel comfortable with teaching, you can make those stops. I always stop my people and say, lift your chest and heart, abdominals tight you know, check your knee placement, et cetera. All right. So take time out from the actual 32 count of the deal and, <laughs> and, and queue up. Right. Okay. Yep. Okay. So form. Other things you can think of, Chris, to prevent injury in the first place so we don't have to to go into what we're going to talk about next, which is then how to heal up. <laughs> well, um, okay. One last 
prevention type of a thing too is what you eat. I mean, when you come into a workout with an empty stomach, you're just not going to be able to, you know, work out at your best performance level. Sometimes we think, well, if I'm not, if I haven't eaten, then I'll burn body fat, which, you know, without wasting, you know, taking a lot of time to talk about the science of it, you probably have a podcast about that. The bottom line is an empty stomach, you won't be burning body fat. You'll be working away the muscle. So fuel yourself with a little bit of carbohydrates. So you have some usable glucose and you can really, you know, the then converts to glycogen. You've got that energy level, so you're not dragging. Because sometimes when we're dragging or we're too tired, we, re, you know, we go for bad form and we end up injured over, you know, too much, too soon, coming in too fatigued yeah. in the first place. How right. about hydration? Hydration is so important, and I think everybody knows that, and we we we've been well educated on that. But four to six ounces of of water every, you know, you know, 15 minutes of exercise is pretty much what what they say. Now, there's always a question about um, sports drinks. Do you get those questions a lot? Yes. Talk to us about that. Because people are always saying, well, should I be drinking a Gatorade? What should I do? Um, Gatorade, and I've done work with them, and they're such an interesting company. It's all so scientific. There is a place for every one of those types of sports drinks. But Gatorade, they always tell us, Gatorade is for when you're hot and sweaty. It's hot and sweaty. It's not to drink with your happy meal. It's when you're hot and sweaty. And it's after about an hour to two hours of workout. So if you've got um, athletes that you're training that are like, for instance, in a tournament and they're training, they've got two, three, four, you know, games or workouts, or whatever a day, they need that kind of replacement. If you've got a group fitness class coming in for one hour working out in your class, they don't need it. They just need water. Gatorade is to replace potassium electrolytes, long-term sweat loss. Correct. Okay. And refuel you when you have just short recovery time. Okay. So for our marathoners, for our century bike riders, but not for our one-hour group fitness exactly. people coming exactly. in. Exactly. Okay, so that sort of answers that question. Well, and I teach early in the morning, as you mentioned, 5.30 in the morning. So a lot of times those people come in unhydrated, Correct. you know, or dehydrated. <laughs> What's the proper? <laughs> Both. <laughs> yep, yes. Um, and so I have to remind them all the time, grab your water. And if you start to feel a little lightheaded, typically in a workout, if you start to feel a little lightheaded, usually it's either dehydration or lack of oxygen. Breathe deeper and drink some water. Okay, and thirst is the first sign. Of dehydration. Absolutely. So never, ever, ever ignore that. Exactly. Absolutely. So. Um, and, you know, take the time with your form. Um, really get, you know, sometimes I'll even talk to people after class. If you can single them out, you know, not single them out to the mm-hmm. crowd, but you look at them and you go, you know what? I need to make a mention to that person after class. To just pull them aside and give them some help if they're having some issues with the squat or lunge. Save them from an injury. Yes. Yes. Okay. Great point. Great point. So we've done all the right things. And we still pull our hamstring. We still feel something going on in our shoulder. Um, so we're injured. What should we do? If, and I don't have a brother that's an orthopedist. <laughs> well, he only gives me phone call, consults. <laughs> no, no visits, no office visits. Um, you know, the first thing, depending on your line of work, which is this is the point I always make to my brother, is my line of work is movement. That's what I do for a living. That's what we group fitness people do. So stopping completely, you know, may have to happen depending on what it is that you injure, if you break a bone or whatever it might be. But if it's something that you can nurse along but be smart about, then, you know, do so. Always start with the, you know, typical rice, right? Rest, a little bit of rest. I mean, if you do pull muscle, there's not, you know, it's hard for us, I know, but take a couple days off. Ice, get cold, you know, get rid of the inflammation um, or ibuprofen. 
for eye. C, compression, if it's an area that you can compress. You know, what you're trying to do is reduce the inflammation. And then elevation, if possible. Now, once you get past that, and you're like, like you and I, okay, our hamstrings are nagging us, then we have to be careful. I was teaching my kickboxing class, I was not firing a kick on that leg. I just was careful. Um, for a long period of time, I cued well, kept my energy level up, but I didn't do the move. Cueing, coaching, not doing. Exactly. Okay. And, you know, again, yeah, it's great to get a workout in. I mean, I will tell you that that's why I still teach group fitness. But at the end of the day, it's not our workout. And your motivation, your cueing can be more important than your movement up, up on the stage or wherever you might be standing. Okay. And they'll never know. Right. They don't. They, and, and plus, they, if they appreciate you, which, you know, so many of our group fitness participants love them. They're such good people. When you come into class and say, you know, today I have this issue, I'm going to keep motivating you. I always tell my class, hey, you guys, I'm 10%. You're 90. You know, I'll do the 10% of motivation. You do the 90% of movement. So, you know, you got to keep them, keep them motivated. They're, they totally appreciate your position if you've got an injury or something. Absolutely. And it's okay for them to see that we are human. Oh, yeah. We really, truly. <laughs> you mean like when they stop you in the grocery store and they go, oh, my God, I you can't believe you're buying that. <laughs> what are those Oreos doing in your cart? <laughs> or when they see us in the grocery store and we actually have makeup on and normal clothes on? Yeah, I, I love when I saw a, a gentleman in the grocery store one time. He said to me, oh, my God, I've never seen you in real clothes. Yeah. <laughs> I go, oh, excuse me? <laughs> what do I wear at the club? Okay. Yeah, what are those called? Okay, so we've taken some weeks off. We've gotten past the acute stage. Now it's just chronic. We are coaching, we're cueing, and we're still motivating, and it's still not going away. Well, first of all, I kind of forgot to mention that um, I've never gained so much appreciation for physical therapists mm. as I did when I had this injury, because keeping circulation in that injured area, as well as range of motion in that area, because as we age and as we injure connective and soft tissue, it can create... Um, you know, fibrous areas and, and, and tighten up, right? Some and scar tissue. That was the word I was looking for. Um, and so you really want to keep moving it. So I did a little physical therapy that was, uh, you know, included in my health insurance. And then, of course, because we know so much, you, I, I remembered everything they were showing me in those two, three visits and kept, you know, that range of motion, kept that, um, those movements going all the time. Um, and then when it starts to bother me, you know what, I'd have to, I ice it. I still had to do the little tiny things to keep it in check. At the end of the day, you know, it might nag you for a long time. Mm -hmm. Some of those things too, did you find yourself incorporating them into your classes? Um, absolutely, I did because they were helpful to me. I figured they're helpful to someone else. As well as, you know, I will admit that after, um, that's when I became a certified Pilates instructor after that injury. As did I. See, <laughs> because I had always been, I'm sure you and I have similar personalities. I'd always been a, you know, go, Cardio go, go. Junk. Yeah, I was Jane Fonda, here I come. <laughs> and I realized after that injury that maybe my core wasn't as strong as it had been. Yeah. And I needed to really work on that, especially after having kids and stuff. And I became a huge fan of, of Pilates. And that has actually, Pilates has actually really helped my hamstring, probably the most of anything I've done. So interesting. Me too. In fact, I would have to say over the last six months... You know how when you have an injury and you realize it hurts, it hurts, it's bothering me, and then finally one day you think, it's not bothering me. And it's been in about the last three months that I've thought, it's not bothering me. <laughs> and my flexibility is 
enormously improved. Well, see, that makes a difference. And what I noticed, too, was that, um, you know, our bodies are, we got that right side and that left side. We overcompensate on one side when one side is hurt. So my left side was in, had so many issues for so many years that all of a sudden, guess what happened starting last year? My right, right side started bothering me. And it was that kind of give or take, and you have to balance it out. And that's when you get back into that plotty speak of balance it out, balance it out. And so another suggestion as we're healing and recovering for us as the group fitness instructor and for our members is mix it up. Try some other things. Well, and something I tell my classes all the time, we tend to have um, great cross-training. I mean, I love all these different classes we offer, but at the club that I'm at, we teach a lot of high-impact plyometric, not high-impact dancing moves, but plyometric moves. So as an instructor... If you are teaching your own class, you're subbing someone else's class, a lot of times I will tell the members, hey, you know what, I've already done this twice this week. I'm going to give you guys the plyometric option, but then I'm going to take the low impact option. <laughs> I'll demo that too because I've already jumped, you know, my, my allotment for the week. They totally get it. Absolutely. So, so demoing and doing the lower impact option. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Because lower impact does not mean lower intensity. No, it does not. No, it does not. And then... How about being patient with yourself, going back to your brother a year and, and thinking to yourself, nah. -uh. Yeah, I know. I mean, because I'm like the least patient human. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was very humbling to realize that something like that can last forever and truly forever. And I don't mean that in a scary way or like, oh, your, your you know, body's ruined. But little, you know, injuries, or I should say large injuries, do kind of plague you a little bit for the rest of your life. And it's all about m management. It's mm -hmm. all about being very smart about it, accepting it, and managing the pain and your injury properly. Well, and I think, too, it has made me personally, like you mentioned, so much more empathetic. Oh, absolutely. Oh. And so much more careful about teaching. Like, for mm -hmm. instance, coming back to the kickboxing, which is how I hurt myself. Mm -hmm. um, when I teach kickboxing now, which is still one of my most favorite cardio workouts indoors, um, I'm really careful about cueing the placement of your feet, the placement of the kick, and you know, reminding people that a high kick is not necessarily a better kick. The, a powerful kick is what we're looking for. And for some of us who aren't, you know, ex-dancers, kicking high is just—it's not going to happen. Not going to happen in this body frame. So <laughs> yeah, okay, super good. Um, there was one other point, and I'm going to come up with it, Mike, and you're going to have to edit this part out. I think they say that um, exercise is supposed to improve memory function, and <laughs> I'm waiting for it to happen. Imagine what I'd be like without it. Hmm. I lost it. Oh, it was a good one, too. It's um, okay. I already drew a couple blanks, too, when I couldn't find scar tissue. <laughs> but we covered it up really well. Um, injury, injury. Patience. Cross-training. Um, well, I'll make another yeah, quick point. Um, I think uh, the other thing that you need to do, you know, we talked about you and I um, as group fitness instructors. We want people to know we're human. Also giving our members the um, allowance to be human. Mm. Sometimes they're afraid to tell you that something hurts or they can't do it or, you know, whatever it is. And you want to give them that, you know, give them the permission mm. to be injured and still be in your class with an acute injury or a small injury yeah. or give them the permission to modify or give them per the permission to tell you when something isn't quite right for them. Because I think sometimes they're afraid to um, admit it. That is such a good point. Please keep coming to class. Please keep socializing and exercising and staying connected. But do it a little 
less. Right. Yeah. And I have people in my classes who come and say, I can't lunge right now. I can't. My doctor told me, okay, don't lunge. Well, you can do everything else. You can do toe taps, whatever, but you're here with the group. It's yep. a social aspect. You're sweating a little bit. You're having fun. And that's just as important. You're getting up at 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> who knows why? <laughs> Chris, I'm so glad you could join us. Thank you so much for being here. Tell people how they can reach you and contact you and see all your cool stuff. <laughs> well, chrisfrytag.com. And spell that for them. C-H-R-I-S-F-R-E-Y-T-A-G.com. Okay. Um, you can find me on Facebook because on my Facebook, my blog's log on there, as well as I just post a lot of really fun, um, newsy information about what's going on in the world of health and wellness. So if you're, you know, not combing the New York Times every day or whatever, just log on to my Facebook page. You might find some info, some uh, fun info. Yeah, and her uh, website is really cool, you guys. It's set up really neat. So check it out, chrisfrytag.com. And thank you so much for thank joining you. us. Thank you. Fun. This has been a production of Deep Breath In, LLC. And you can find us at groupfitnessradio.com. A special thanks to my technical producer, Mike Corman. 